Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be when you are hearing this message. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is episode 77 of Bible Bites. As we're reading through the scriptures this year, I trust you are as well. And today's reading for me is found in Judges, in the book of Judges, chapter 1 and 2. And so I'd like to point out just a few things about Judges. First of all, Judges carries on from Joshua. So Joshua, we learned Joshua is dying. And at the end of the book of Joshua, Joshua dies at 110 years old. And Judges, the first, these first two chapters repeat a few of the things from Joshua. But they also transition for us from Joshua's time to the next generation, and we will see how quickly the people of God forgot the Lord and forsook the Lord and uh, fell away. And so let's um, we we want to see how the the book of Judges, these first two chapters, set the stage for the narrative that tells us the dangers and the risks associated with that. So in chapter one. It speaks about the work that still remained, some of which was done prior to Joshua's death, and then the biggest majority of it done after Joshua's death or to be done after Joshua's death. So when Joshua died, there was still work to do, and the individual tribes had to obtain their inheritance. They had to go and do their part. There were individual choices. They had to go out and fight for their land. They had to go out and fight for their territory. It was rightfully theirs, but God didn't just hand it to them on a silver spoon and say, here, you know, enjoy. They had to go and fight for that. And beloved, we have to go in, in the spiritual realm and, and fight for our territory sometimes. We have to go in and possess our land and those things that God has promised to us. And so we see in chapter 1 where some of the tribes did that and they drove out the, the Canaanites and others did not. And we see how some drove out some, but they didn't drive out all of them. We read um, verses such as that the, some of the Canaanites were determined to stay in the land. Listen, sometimes you got to fight battles that are, are hard in the spiritual sense because the devil doesn't want to just give up. He has property and he likes to hold it and he doesn't want to just give up. So sometimes it takes persistence, persistence in prayer, persistence in declaring the word of the Lord, faith and, and those kinds of things. So we see that the good and the bad of that, so to speak, in the sense of, of obeying it and doing it and not doing it. And what it will uh, lead to is what's being set up here in chapter one, because we'll see that those who did not drive out and take their territory, they will regret that later on. There will be things, even in chapter two, we begin to read about it and how that they fell into snares and traps because they did not fully drive the Canaanites out. God had warned them in the books of Moses. God had written that. And here in chapter 2, there's uh, reminders of that and there's quotes from that, how God had spoken to them. As a matter of fact, in verse 3 of chapter 2, it says, Therefore I also said, this is the Lord speaking, 
I will not drive them out before you, but they shall be thorns in your side, and their gods shall be a snare to you. So if the people did not obey the Lord and did not follow the Lord, then God promised that, you know, these these nations that they leave in there to dwell with them are going to become thorns in their side and their gods be a snare to them. And we will see in the history books, as we begin to see this, how that in fact happened. But we also see God, we see how he responded to that, um, what it did to him in the sense of how it angered him, provoked him, and those kinds of things, and what his ultimate purpose was. So, um, for instance, in verse 10, we learn this. um, Let me read the verse first. When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, he's speaking of the generation of Joshua and all of those that had come out from Egypt and had seen that second generation now. They, They had seen God's work. They had wandered in the wilderness and they had entered into the land and had begun to take their possession. But they died off. Joshua and his generation died off. And it says this, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord and the work which he had done for Israel. Beloved, that's the danger. And even in the times that we are living in, we need to pray for the generations coming along behind us that they will not be this type of generation, that they will be generations who know the Lord. Let us pray for the generations coming behind us that God will grant us those generations and they will return to the Lord and they will know the Lord and the work that he has done for Israel. This also speaks to us about the importance of telling our children and future generations, telling them, proclaiming the word, telling them how to know the Lord, telling them about the Lord and about all the good things that he has done. Praise be to his name. So, Chapter 2 is setting the stage for us for the stories and the narrative that's going to develop. So you'll see where it says that after this, this generation that arose that didn't know the Lord, they began to follow these Baals. They began to follow the gods and the practices and the worship of these other gods, these false gods in the land. They began to succumb to that. Remember Jesus' warning, his prayer in, in John 17, that we be in the world but not of it. Well, here you see why this is so important. And this even speaks to us today because it's important for us to also be in the world, but not of it, not partaking of its ways, not falling into the gods of this world and what they're worshiped. And and we're not necessarily talking about necessarily just idols that we would bow down to every day, but there can be gods in our lives. Anything that takes the place of the Lord God at the center and in on the throne of our heart, that becomes a God to us. It can be work and materialism and and climbing a corporate ladder. It can be pride. It can be hatred or violence or anger. It can be all kinds of things. So we need to be careful that we are in the world, but not of it, not succumbing to the gods of this world. Because, beloved, our God is a jealous God, and he still will be provoked 
to anger, even in this day of grace. Praise God for his grace and praise God that we can always repent and call upon the name of the Lord and he will rescue us. He will save us. He will forgive us of our sins. But the dangers are that we can fall into that and fall away from the Lord and break fellowship with him and not be in the place, that sweet fellowship of place where he wants us to be. Hallelujah. So he talks about how, in essence, God knew this was going to be this way. And so we get the, the encapsulated version here, basically that is telling us that these children of Israel, they're not honoring God, this next generation and forward. They're not honoring God. They keep falling into sin. They keep um, falling into these worships of these false gods. And it says in verse 16, Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges who delivered them out of the hands of those who plundered them. So God was still active. God was still a God of mercy. As a matter of fact, go down to verse 18 of chapter 2. And when the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For, this is the reason, the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed them and harassed them. Now that's the good part of this. This is the good news. And we don't abuse the beautiful grace of God. So we don't, we don't um, promote that in any way. But I, beloved, let me tell you, there is a still a God who is moved to pity. As a matter of fact, the scriptures tell us in the New Testament about Jesus. How many times did he heal and deliver from oppression because he was moved with compassion. God is a loving God and he is a compassionate God and he will deliver us. But it's our choices too that we must choose to honor him and to love him and to not tempt him in any way. So I pray that this has been an encouragement to you today to love the Lord, to know him and to stay true to him and know that he has compassion and love for you and has your best at heart and wants to bless you. I pray you are blessed today in Jesus' name, and may you join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites. God bless you.